every kind of anger we would ever have with God is misguided. Mm-hmm. It, it's a result of, a, of, a, of wrong thinking mm-hmm. in every single case. From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Pastor, how would you counsel someone who is dealing with anger at God? I'm thinking about a Christian here. And, uh, you know, maybe that would be related to somebody who's angry at God for some sort of abuse they're experiencing, maybe spousal abuse, maybe um, parent abuse. Um, Obviously, these are very real things. Right. And they connect that, you know, with um, what God has allowed to happen, you know, in in their lives and God's providence over all things. And, um, and that has driven them to be, and to really live an existence in which they are angry at God often. Maybe not every moment of the day, but often. Of course, they might be able to see God's graces here and there, but they're mm. angry at God. And maybe even when they read the Bible, they, they, they think they're, they're angry at God. Or they talk to somebody else who's, whose life seems to be so much better than their own, and it causes them to be angry at God. Mm. Is this a, you know, so I hesitate to say, is this a godly trait? Is this a... Is this something expressed in the Bible? Is this something, you know, that um, can be rightly focused and uh, and honest uh, without being sinful? Yeah, I think there are questions that we can ask and <coughs> attitudes that we can have that are sinful, that are just dishonoring to God and disrespectful of God. But what I do find in the Psalms, especially, is the pouring out of frustrations, questions, things we can't understand things that don't seem, even in the minor prophets, sometimes you, you see um, the prophets taking issue with God over things that don't seem to make sense to them. And I've often said to people, you know, God is not afraid of your questions, but are you willing to stick around for the answers? You know, it's okay to ask your questions. Are you willing to hear God mm-hmm. now about your questions? And there is nothing fruitful, godly, helpful, right about being angry with God. Every, every kind of anger we would ever have with God is misguided. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a result of, a, of, a, of wrong thinking mm-hmm. in every single case. So w- what we've got to understand is we're living in a fallen world mm-hmm. and believers, godly people, are gonna, going to feel the, the sad effects of man's sin in this world, in this age. There's another age coming when all things will be made right and every injustice will be answered for and every sin will be accounted for either at the cross of Christ or in hell. But no sin will will ever be excused or or treated as if it didn't happen or as if it didn't matter. The day of perfect justice is coming and and our king, our, our God is king over everything. He's sovereign over everything. It is true he could stop anything he wanted to stop right now and he allows some things to go on that grieve him and that grieve us. But it doesn't mean he doesn't care and it doesn't mean that he won't call people to account for it one day. And so until that day, there, there are certain injustices and mistreatments that we all have to, to live through and, and try, to, try to manage. And if we're willing to ask why God allows that and what is produced through it, there are answers in the scriptures for that but, but none of those answers will satisfy us if we're not willing to trust Him. Hmm. So if I'm not willing to trust God, if I don't believe that He is perfectly good and perfectly wise, 
if I don't believe him about what I deserve versus what he's been willing to give me, now, mm -hmm. what I deserve is nothing. What he gives is grace and mercy. Mm -hmm. If I'm not willing to see myself through that lens, then the answers of scripture will never satisfy me. Mm -hmm. And at every point where men have taken issue with God in scripture, they are always called upon to humble themselves mm -hmm. and to realize that he is God and they are not and to trust that the judge of all the earth does what is right. Mm. So that's where I'm brought to, I'm not even beginning to pretend that I've lived through some of what this kind mm. of question would represent. There are mm. people living through things, my heart breaks for them. I hate that they live, have ever had to live through it. But I know, I know this, that God is absolutely trustworthy mm -hmm. and he has answers for you in his word, but you've gotta be willing to hear those answers. Mm. I've never found anyone to read, and I know this to be something for certain. If you reject his answers and you, you persist in your anger, it will not go well for you. Hmm. So it's not, it's not even helping you to countenance the, the idea that you have a right to be angry with God. It's not helping you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's fruitless. Mm. So I would say humble yourself, go to the mm. scriptures, hear his answers, believe them, and above, above all, all those answers relate to this, believe him. Mm -hmm. right? Trust the character of God as he reveals himself in scripture mm. and know that he cares for you. Is it ever right to complain to God about I think your circumstances? Like I said, I think, I think what we see in the Psalms, and I so love this, mm -hmm. is God allows his people, I, I think what we should all be, let me take a step back and say it this way, we, we should never be anything less than, than real. Mm -hmm. If things trouble us, then to whom should we go with those troubles? To whom should we go with those questions? Mm -hmm. To whom should we go with those, uh, that, that sense of this isn't right? Let us take our questions to the Lord. Do it reverently. Mm -hmm. you know, do it like, like Job did it. Mm -hmm. But then God answers Job out of the whirlwind and asks, who are you to darken <laughs> counsel? Mm -hmm. Who are mm -hmm. you to come to me with it? Yep. I mean, God puts him in his place. Mm -hmm. So I think it's absolutely fine to pour out our heart to God, but then are right. we willing to hear his answers? Yeah. So Psalm 73, Asaph. That's right. And yeah. he says, my feet one. almost slipped. Yep. I, I, I looked and I, I saw wicked people prospering and godly people suffering uh -huh. until I came to the sanctuary <clears throat> of God. And then I perceived their end. Mm -hmm. And so what God did with Asaph is he points his vision beyond mm -hmm. the moment yeah. to the end. Yeah. And what he sees in reality is that the wicked are standing in a very slippery place. They're about to slide into hell, mm -hmm. whereas God's people are taken care of for forever. Think about uh, the rich man and Lazarus. And so there's the rich man having his good things now, but one day he's in hell. Mm -hmm. And Lazarus in Abraham's bosom, having yeah. suffered on this earth, but now he's in a place of everlasting blessing. Mm -hmm. So these momentary light afflictions mm -hmm. will one day be replaced with a weight of glory mm -hmm. that is not worthy to be even compared to whatever we go through right, right now. Right. And if we can see that and believe that, yeah. then we know, and, and, and God's at work even in our sorrows right now mm -hmm. to produce everlastingly good things in our lives. Mm -hmm. uh, whatever we've been through that has broken our heart and grieved our lives, if we'll look to the Lord, he can take what Satan means for harm, what Satan means for evil, and he can turn that into something that's good mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm but none of that takes place outside the realm of trust. Mm -hmm. So am I willing yeah. to trust the God 
who's revealed his character to me in Scripture, and his character is perfectly mm. good. Yeah, I think the Psalms is a good example there because I, I don't think you ever really find the Psalms, the authors of the Psalms like Asaph and David, um, you find them without a kind of resolve in God's plan. You you often see a kind of uh, complaint uh, to God, but not a complaint with God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there's usually the re the resolution or the the, uh, the the internal resolve. Why are you cast down on my soul? Hope in God. You know there is a kind of resolve, and this is still God's pl plan. He has heard my complaint. I've given voice to the fact. I've asked God, why have you hidden your face from me? And yet I will still find resolution and rest. And what he has shown me to be true, in, in our case, in his word, in yeah. the revealed word. I think you could you could describe some of what you see as as a kind of complaint with God, mm -hmm. but it's what what it's about is about who God has revealed Himself to be, and what seems to be in incongruity with circumstances, or even well, let's let's just take it that way. So I think about Jonah, mm -hmm. right? I mean. That's a pouting prophet. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so so you can't just. I don't think we could describe Jonah as having this resolve in, mm -hmm. in God. This, right. It's more like I don't like this. Yeah. But in, in his but, case, but we just, just don't get the resolution. We right? don't get the resolution. We, we get God that's the final word. Right. Right. Um, and yet, somebody wrote the book of Jonah. Yeah. Which sure. which kind yeah, of hints absolutely. at the resolution, a, a mm -hmm. final resolution after the fact. But I think about Jonah, and what's interesting about Jonah, Josh, that, that uh, actually affirms what you said a moment ago. The very reason he doesn't want to go to Nineveh is he knows the character of God, mm. right? He mm. knows yeah, God's he willingness does. to forgive these people. Yeah. And so, so what seems out of order to him is that that people would be forgiven, <laughs> mm. given their cruelty, given how they conquered their enemies, the Assyrian Empire and all the cruelty that went on there and all the idolatry that went on there. How, yeah, I don't want to see these people forgiven. Mm -hmm. I want to see them judged. Mm -hmm. It was kind of his attitude. Mm -hmm. And so, so what Jonah finds troubling is what he knows to be true about God, mm -hmm. God's willingness to be merciful and forgiving, mm -hmm. and what he tries to avoid, but he mm -hmm. can't avoid it. Mm -hmm. and, and that's, I guess, the point I'm trying to make is you can't, complaining about what God chooses to do will not change what God chooses to do. Mm -hmm. Now what I've got to ask is, do I believe? Mm -hmm who he has revealed himself to be. Do I believe it to be true? Mm -hmm. It is true. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the person who will suffer by not believing it is not God. Mm -hmm. The person who will suffer by not believing it is you. Mm -hmm. So will you go to God with your hurts, with your pains, with your questions, and then hear his answers and believe him? Mm -hmm. And that's the best thing for your life, mm -hmm. whether you can see that or know that. That's the best thing for your life mm -hmm. because it won't change the truth. And God always tells the truth. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels. So be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.